Fix Insider October 6. Merchant. The latest results from Tesco show steady progress in a tough market. Dig into the details and we see online doing well. Online performance continues to outpace market, share up plus 71 basis points yai, switching gains from online competitors, strengthened online availability to 97.6%, number of perfect orders up plus 12 PPTS yai, opened a further 3 UFCs since February, adding 1 meter order capacity per year, now at 9 UFCs in total, Tesco whoosh now in 1,414 stores, making rapid delivery available to circa 60% of population, now offering larger baskets. I am convinced that online is the best way for grocery retailers to grow and some blend of the traditional online buy with the wide availability of quick delivery through Woosh could help Tesco steal share from undifferentiated rivals. The way Walmart are using their grocery for sampling house how additional revenue streams are possible. The big prize is increased basket size, as picking and delivery costs stay the same a bigger basket means more revenue and more profit. But because browsing is harder online, baskets are almost always smaller than in-store baskets. This is interesting thinking on an omni-channel approach to building basket size. Another signal around basket size is the acquisition of meal kit maker Blue Apron by Wonder, the food delivery startup from commerce wonderkin Mark Lore. He sold baby retailer Quidsy to Amazon for $500 million, then jet to Walmart for $3.3 billion and helped shape Walmart's strategy. He recognizes that a number of food businesses are on a similar arc, fast food delivery, quick grocery, Trad Online Grocery and Meal Kits all have the same center of gravity, meals. Lore said the deal for Blue Apron will bring him one step closer to achieving his goal of creating a super app for meal time. Making great food more accessible was something that really bonded us early on in the discussions, he said. Maybe the missing ingredient in today's melee is quality fresh food? It's ironic that an early mover in this space closed despite being profitable, just a couple of years before Fast Last Mile exploded. Hub Bub was hackney-based and quality-focused, my fabulous local fishmonger said it accounted for a third of their business before it closed, with similar success for the local ginger pig. But they ran out of money. Good explanation on their demise here. A French player La Belle Levy are very focused on quality food, including meal kits, and are buying a rival from the bankrupt getter in France. Friday was originally launched offering ready-to-eat meals delivered for lunch and expanded into grocery. I was surprised that the Tesco results did not mention their nascent media business, a reminder that for all the talk we are still really early in this space. We still see calls for standards and consistency and people like Microsoft are still organizing their offering. This retail media, the business opportunity statement is a useful summary of the opportunity. One significant focus needing work is in store, some of the main challenges are outlined here. Progress is being made, in the UK Sainsbury's are rolling out full motion digital screens, placed at store entrances. Tesco are not far behind. There are many people doubting the DTC model and as this note shows the performance of floated DTC firms doesn't reassure. But as I said years ago many of these businesses are bonsai brands and it was misguided VC funding that drove people to grow too fast. Why brand awareness is DTC's new challenge, BOF. Ads. The thesis behind FIX is that tech is transforming advertising and the adoption of ad tech across retail media and connected TV act as a multiplier. This campaign on Roku for Wendy's Burger Chain shows the possibilities, home screen ads and interactive formats promoted an offer and DoorDash delivery. The integration between Roku and DoorDash enabled good attribution and the campaign achieved. The Roku-DoorDash partnership drove significant increases in unaided brand and ad awareness for Wendy's, lifting each by double digits. 78% of the reached audience had not seen the campaign on Linear, highlighting the value of advertising with streaming television. 
The data also showed that the majority of reached CTV audiences were young, family-oriented streamers who had searched kids and family titles on the Roku platform, suggesting that families are a valuable customer base for Wendy's. Such data-driven insights are an important benefit of working with Roku for brands in search of new consumers. The campaign saw an plus 11% lift in average order value compared to non-exposed customers on DoorDash, and a plus 14% lift in return on ad spend. Furthermore, almost half of orders came from new or lapsed Wendy's DoorDash customers. There is so much going on, our friends at Responsive have new shoppable ads, you can buy from the banner. Ads have come to Roblox Gaming and they have hired a meta exec to run the business. And Spotify now offer video ads on their Roku app. Years ago McKinsey shared a study on changing marketing and advocating testing and learning. I wrote this on my blog in 2005. They then suggest that marketers should invest 75 80ths of a percent of their budgets in proven messages and media, and regain the testing and validation discipline that many of them once had. They go on to say the remaining 20-25% of spending should finance well-structured experiments. Are you experimenting enough? Happy to introduce you to people who can help. New TV. Are Netflix finding advertising a little difficult? Whilst many have been seduced by the amazing margins on ads, and the apparent simplicity in running up an ad business, we see some people wondering if they bit off more than they could chew. Jeremy Gorman, the ex-Amazon and Snap exec hired to launch the ad business is leaving after a year, replaced by long-standing Netflix people. To be fair, after a year the ad sales team, still led by ex-Snap Peter Naylor, will be in place along with the ad tech stack. So maybe you don't need a big hitter? Speculation that Gorman faced internal friction in building the ads business from the product side of Netflix may be a factor and perhaps Netflix people will be better at getting internal buy-in. The commitment to ads remains and a new move to push up prices could drive more people into the ad service. At the end of the day TV, and all media, is about content and we see people looking for fresh content to protect their position. Sky is optimistic about extending their deal with Warner to have first access to HBO, the home of White Lotus and Succession. Beyoncé has spurned Netflix, distributor of her last film Homecoming, and has gone direct to AMC movie theaters to release Renaissance, a film by Beyoncé. This copies Taylor Swift who is releasing her concert film through AMC too. Kendrick Lamar released his Big Steppers concert film through Amazon Prime, with a faster turnaround. The concert was recorded in Paris last October and released last November. Highly recommended. The FT are a little more bullish on the prospects for the Premier League rights auction accepting that foreign firms could drive prices up. With all the US money invested in British clubs and its rising profile in the US due to Messi, I think we will see more interest. And maybe a desire to link up involvement in showing the games in the UK and, subject to the next auction, showing them in the US. Overseas rights have gone from next to nothing to around 10% today, and lots of potential to rise. A new trade desk report how ad-supported streaming can fuel brand growth suggests people accept ads in exchange for a free or cheaper streaming service. I think we all knew that from our friends at ITV. They are doing some fascinating work on the halo effect on digital from TV ads. Common sense tells us TV drives search and social but the ITV team are quantifying this. And one finding is the hidden value of peak spots over cheaper daytime ads. I think the half-life of the best linear TV is much underestimated. Yes, the audience is declining but for the foreseeable future, peak TV can deliver unmatched audiences, both in quantity and quality. AdTech the quarterly Luma reports are always useful but with three recent IPOs the latest is particularly interesting. The comprehensive coverage of deals is always illuminating and I had missed that the super awesome team had bought themselves out of Epic.
In the Google antitrust trial Microsoft have called the search choice bogus as they claim the Google default is wrong and say they were willing to pay $15 billion to replace Google. Google countered by saying people could switch but Bing search isn't good enough. Social. The information report TikTok parent ByteDance made $7 billion in cash in the first quarter of 2023, as their revenue grew 34% to $24.5 billion. It's clearly not enough as they are testing a $5 monthly charge for an ad-free experience. Meta are looking at a similar charge as a way to navigate EU laws on privacy. Meta would give people the choice of approving use of their data to target ads or pay a $14 monthly charge. Or just not use the apps. It's likely TikTok thinking is shaped by the same issue. Last week we talked about all the film and TV clips across TikTok. Now a studio is taking up the idea. Paramount are releasing the entire Mean Girls movie in 23 clips, but only for Mean Girls Day, October 3rd. So most have now gone but the iconic clip is still available. Another big content story is Mr. Beast, who saw a deepfake ad on TikTok with him selling iPhones for $2. The ad was taken down but it's unclear whether that was before or after Mr. Beast called it out. This problem is going to keep coming up. The other week we shared news of the new YouTube creator tools making it easier to build and launch content and TikTok has a similar creative assistant to help guide ad creation process. Okay cool chaos in the FIP TikTok trend report.pdf. X signs live shopping deal with Paris Hilton and bid to revive its fortunes, Financial Times. AI. VC Rex Woodward compares the AI revolution to the mobile revolution making the point the killer apps take a while to arrive. Chat GPT can now see, hear and speak. And Niantic have made a film about agents, really good insight into how these might develop. An EU regulator took a sensible position warning against paranoia when regulating generative AI. She said that. We should not mark as high-risk things which do not seem to be high-risk at the moment. There should be a dynamic process where, when we see technologies being used in a risky way we are able to add them to the list of high-risk later on. When asked, she agreed that too much regulation posed a threat to technological and business innovation. Getty Images have teamed up with NVIDIA to offer generative AI images. The FT look at how AI is being used by asset management firms, and how hallucinations are useful for hedge funds, but pointing out the shortcomings too. Plus plus. CreativeX report, Waste Not Want Not CreativeX analysis of 900,000 assets reveals that 55% of digital media budgets are deployed on low-quality creatives. Built publisher Axel Springer eyes Telegraph auction. Warner Music Group boss Robert Kinsel on AI why labels still exist, and two other things we learned from his Q&A at the Code Conference. Snapchat Agency Adventure. Lex Friedman talking with Mark Zuckerberg. Amazon used secret project Nessie algorithm to raise prices. New Google Research, decoding consumer decision-making. Adults Media Use and Attitudes 2023, Interactive Report, Ofcom. 40 global technology companies beating their Western rivals, rest of world. Spotify pushes into audiobooks and challenge to Amazon's Audible more evidence that your enemy's enemy is your friend. Publishers find Amazon dominance of book selling and audiobooks frustrating, so are keen to help a rival build its business. Where is the brand growth potential? An examination of buyer groups, marketing letters. Inclusive growth and resilience, for the UK and beyond, stories, Deloitte UK.